Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Shutdown Full Cast. Man, what an, what an exciting edition we have for you. I mean, there's nothing going on in college football, but that's never really stopped us before and never will from recording this quiet, this, this, I don't know, what, this podcast? That's still the word for this, right? You're not even clear on what the medium is at this point? We've transcended. Wait, so Sp- many things. Spencer, Spencer, this is a vlog. Are you not aware we can see you right now? Uh, oh, my God. So I should put on a shirt, right? No. No, no, that's no. Why, no. That's why we've been doing – the numbers have been awesome because you've been shirtless the whole time. Yep, through, it, the, through the roof. That should, be, that should be Fox Sports 1, what they do. Just say, like, hey, yeah, all the programming is exactly like ESPN, but nobody wears shirts. Skip Bayless. No pants. Skip, Listen, Skip's Skip, works out, Skip works out, man. He's ready for that. Skip pantsless. Completely. Skip is, Skip's totally ready for this. He's Skip been fully nude. And here's the thing. Like, some people, if, if Spencer and I were in an argument, but then we had to have the same argument down, in, down to our underwear, it would probably alter how one or both of us, how, like, angry we got. But Skip... <laughs> Skip's not, that's not slowing him down for a second, man. He's a, he's a professional. He's a you, true professional. Do you think Skip Bayless has never argued about LeBron James's clutch qualities while fully nude? You're wrong. Imagine taking a shower at the gym in the stall next to Skip Bayless. He'd, he'd be trying, he would be trying to debate you like while you're soaping up about how trash and cowardly LeBron is. It's like, man. Man, I'm I'm just I'm just wiping wiping my butthole with soap right now. I don't need to talk about LeBron James with you. 
I skip skips also like, you know, he, he's, he's going to drop his pants. Like they tell, they tell him to go shirtless. He's, you know, I've no, 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 I believe, I no, believe no half measures. I believe in this concept. There are people, <laughs> there are people like LeBron. Yeah. People. But we we got to level this up to Stephen A because the, the Stephen A impressions are so much funnier than the skip impressions. <laughs> It's preposterous and things of that nature. Well, and also Stephen A. would still be wearing the glasses, even though he was nude. <laughs> How tall is Stephen A., do you think? You've seen him in person, yeah, haven't I've, you, Ron? I have seen him in person. I want to say he's like 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, wow! I never would have guessed that. I think that's uh, right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him I'm gonna give him six. He might he he was wearing shoes, so he could have been wearing lifts or something. But no, he wasn't. He wasn't, he wasn't like Costas or anything. The official IMDb height listed for Stephen A. Smith, and you know that IMDb only tells the truth when it mm-hmm. comes to heights and weights for actors, yeah. actresses, and media personalities. Mm-hmm. No, Stephen A. Smith is listed at six one. <laughs> that can't oh, be right. All right. Well, per <laughs> I, per IMDb law, that means he's five nine. <laughs> I, yeah, there's a range. There's a range. In shoes, I am sure that in shoes with a good solid heel, he's six one. I've seen him in person a couple times, and I didn't think he was bigger than me. And I'm about five eleven, so awesome. I'm, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give him six. Yeah, that's. I thought, I, didn't Ryan? Didn't you threaten him in an airport or something like that? No, I saw I saw him in an airport, and I wrote a post about how he. I wrote like sort of a kind of first takey send up on how he wasn't an elite airplane traveler. You know, the kind hmm. of thing PFT commenter probably would have done better. Um, and then no, I, see, I, I remember you, you tweeting at him that you wanted to physically fight him while you were in the same physical location. That doesn't sound like me. Cause well, I, I think I'm, we can check I, I have, I have deeply, wait, was this when I was still anonymous? If so, maybe. It wasn't that long ago. Wasn't that okay. long ago. No. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think I de- we definitely got to, we definitely gotta. No, go no, to the no, table no, 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 no. I here, here's what I here's what I suspect happened. I suspect that I tweeted something about Stephen A. and Spencer probably jumped in to say, "I will fight him right now." Nah, for a long time we were trying to set up Spencer to fight Skip Bayless. I remember that right. because and and at one point we were in the same city. We were in Dallas for the excuse me. We were in Arlington for the title game, and uh. We tried to set it up so Spencer would fight Skip in the Walmart parking lot across from Jerry World. And then we decided this would make for a fine, uh, I, guess I guess we'd have a tag match. Because you called out Stephen A. Smith and said you wanted to fight him in public. I did? Where is this? Have you found it? It was on Twitter.com. No, I haven't, I haven't looked up shit. No, I just here, got a good here, memory. Here's what I found. This is from 2015. I said Stephen A. is right next to me at the checking counter. And I really want to ask him if Chili's 2 has the leadership to be a winning lunch. And, <laughs> and then I said, oh, and if you're wondering, is Stephen A. someone who crowds near the front of the boarding area before his section is called? The answer is, yo. All right, hang on. I'm going to look this up. I'm- yeah, yeah, that, that you, you said the following things about Stephen A. Smith in a 2015 article on SBNation.com. Okay, I'm, okay. I'm just going to go over the highlights here. Okay. This was a, oh, this boy. Was a, hey, hey, listeners, you know what's great? Reading old content. 
No, no, this is, yeah, this is, the, don't try to dodge this. That's fine. It's on the record. It's on All the right. internet. Yep. Doesn't go away. Yep. So here, you said that first that Stephen A. had a literal me first attitude. That's that's one. Yeah. Right? Because he apparently made kind of a, a forceful charge toward the front of the plane when they were boarding. Right? Yeah. Two, that, that Stephen A. put his personal comfort and safety above all else. Correct? Yeah. And Correction. I have a correction. Okay. You threatened Skip Bayless as well. <laughs> <laughs> you said you wanted to give him an ass kick, ass kicking at the DFW airport. I, so this I, was we were setting up a two on one handicap match. Wow. Also, also Stephen A. Smith, uh, he was wearing jeans. Yes, he had a suit jacket, dress shirt, and tie, but he had on jeans. Can I can I ask? Maybe taxing your memory here, but I'm just going to go a little further. Yeah. Was Stephen A. wearing bad jeans? He's probably wearing bad jeans, right? No, no, I, I am, I, I am certain that that they were probably fine jeans. They weren't good, but I would have noticed. Like I've seen, especially in sports media, there are some terrible jeans, and I don't remember them being terrible. All right, and you also said that he doesn't respect the law because he was standing in the aisle when the seatbelt sign while the seat came belt on. Seatbelt sign was on. Yes, that's right. He wasn't he wasn't on his way to the bathroom. Like I understand that the seatbelt sign has some latitude for na- you know our our normal human needs, but it doesn't mean you can just lounge in the aisle presenting a hazard to yourself and those around you. You're not bigger than the law. You're not bigger than federal law. That's federal law. Wow. Stephen A. Smith doesn't respect the United States of America. Lock his ass up. So now we've we pretty much reheated this. That's good. Uh, we're going to have Ryan Nanny fighting Stephen A. Smith God at damn. WrestleMania. God damn at, it. <laughs> Our corporate partners, the WWE, made that up. We don't. <laughs> WrestleMania is in Orlando w- this year. That's you perfect. should know. WWE is probably going to sue us for that one. For using the they're not. They're not. That's that's parody. It's perfectly legal yep. and to to do that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. We didn't mean it. Sure. Yeah, we'll see. So. You got to do it, Spence. You got to do the Rachel Maddow thing. You got to talk for about twenty minutes to establish have why not, it was worthy. Wait, have we not already done the Rachel Maddow thing where we're already, we're talking about nothing and people are like, "Hey, how about you talk about anything relevant?" I mean, I think the things we we have said were important and laid the groundwork for the big reveal that's coming up shortly. Okay, sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. really, like there there is no news this week. We I mean, it's not news when Baylor gets a. Uh, Coach fired or yeah, an assistant fired, I mean, right? Breaking, would, breaking. Would, Baylor say, fucked up. I wouldn't say Baylor got him fired. I would say the coach squarely got himself fired. He, he did. He was texting somebody who, and this is a unique distinction, yeah. somebody who was not a minor under Texas law, but who was a teenager. Which is, which, is it's the easiest word problem, right? Yeah, <laughs> how so? Explain this to I me. Mean, I mean, the, the, the range is pretty narrow here. Yeah. You're like, mm, just, just not well, something that wasn't a good Texas, idea. Is it, is it 16 in Texas? Do I want to know? Is that a thing you should know <laughs> as an adult? <laughs> I don't. If you ever so ask that question, even in theory, it's like, ah. No, no. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, guess it's, I guess it's good. Y'all don't know off the top of your heads, but I mean, the yeah, oldest. Yeah, it's it's 15. The, the age, <laughs> I feel very strongly that it's. The age of uh, like even if it's 15 and a half. In, the age of consent in Texas, according to a website that's called ageofconsent.us, which, good 
God. Wow, throw your laptop in the garbage. <laughs> it's a company wow. laptop, so it's fine. Uh, Wipe it and burn it. Appears imagine, to be ad revenue. Appears to be 17 years old. Oh, okay. okay, so now, and, and by the way, this is this is very dumb of the staffer because I would bet you even money he did it on the official phone. That would be like I would bet that's that's maybe what ticked this off. And if it wasn't, it's it's totally dumb and and, and stupid and bad because. You're at Baylor, and uh, Baylor, Baylor, there is no margin of error for anything. Now, now. is there a chance this this guy was a uh, it was like a recruiting director or something like that? Wasn't a coach? Coach, um, is there a chance that he thought he was talking to a high school prospect? And like, I got to get you on campus, stud. You know, I got <laughs> I got I got to get a look at you up close. And, no, but man, and, that is some Florida like defense attorney thinking right there. <laughs> Yeah, so, so I got a defense for you, Jason. Did you ever have you ever considered law school? Yeah, I might. It's not have scary. you ever considered an Have you ever considered an uncredited law school? I'm listening. Here, here's the thing. Take it one step further. He knew that this was not a recruit, but he's so progressive. He's trying to get Baylor to have a, a woman on the football team. Oh, women's football team. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah that 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 wasn't gonna work. It's bold. But, but it wasn't going to work. So that happened. That's like the only actual news from this week. And it's not really surprising because, oh, yeah, sure. Now the person got knocked off the block at Baylor. That's and, and should have. And the, this is the second Matt Rule hire who's been released from their duties at Baylor. The first was uh, for what offense? Well, there was a prostitution sting. There was a prostitution sting. And so here's uh-huh. the thing. You can fuck up at a school. You know, you can fuck up at a job. And these things happen. Um, you you got to really be careful not to, in the wake of a terrible, very, like, devastating scandal, try to fuck up in just a different arena. Like, you know, get caught at a stoplight just passed out because you were drunk in your car. Or... You know, you shop, know, you, you shoplift. Can, you or, can do you can do that and keep your job if you've been right, there a while. Right. You can't Go do ducks. It like, you can't do that a week into the job. No, you but can't you do, can do that. But you know, but you, you see can what do I'm that saying? It's, it's it's more of like the like, hey, do you know what just happened? It'd be like if you were the next head coach at Ole Miss and immediately, like, <laughs> you accidentally tweeted a screenshot of you sending a routing number to a recruit. You know, like it's it's the it's like just please do something different. If you're gonna fuck up, if you're gonna be a fuck up, just different. That's what we really need right now. Yeah, there was fuck a- up in fuck up in ways that remind people of less serious mm-hmm. scandals. I guess. Please. Yeah, quit quit making it quit making it real easy for me to point out this is a religious school that keeps having these kind of issues. Right? Like throw me a curveball. Make it something that I didn't expect you to have a problem with, right? Like, oof, man, you haven't paid taxes in like nine years, Matt Rule. It's incredible. We have obtained Matt Rule's tax returns. <laughs> Apparently he made well, just, just way more than you did. Just, way just, more than you did. Even don't, hold on, don't stay to the end of the show. We're going to tell you all about what's in these tickety <laughs> tax returns. It's big stuff. We got, oh, I see a seven in here. And that's right, an eight. We have multiple Actually, numbers for, in the tax returns. I mean, he's he's of the age where he would have a respectable 
respectable income. But if you got like Toledo Matt Campbell, like Richard, you know, who's now at uh, at like <laughs> Iowa State, but like like if you got like his Toledo assistant numbers, or maybe before that, like. Well, I want to if, find, if you I want went to, back like ten or twelve numbers for Matt Campbell, you'd be back into when he was like twenty-one. Yeah, like, like that. what he's he's working at, he's working at the Chili's too, man. <laughs> okay, so he's a graduate assistant making about nine dollars a year. Yeah, yeah. if there's, like we were talking about this internally about which head coach would you want to see the tax filings for, and yeah, I'm sure Jim Harbaugh's and Nick Saban's they're interesting, blah blah blah. Nick Rolovich makes 400 grand a year and that's that's not bad money i'm not going to say that it is but he lives in hawaii hawaii an infamously expensive place Mm -hmm. to to reside uh he works for a program that is i think pretty well known to be strapped for cash at the moment like i'm betting nick rolovich no shade and no hating has has maybe found a way to be like oh i really gotta stretch this out this four hundred grand really yeah, gotta, no, I, I really gotta make it last. And I don't mean the kind of irrational, like, oh man, I gotta make this stretch. But we are so uh like we are so used to the notion that, you know, coaches have way too much money, which they kind of that they do, because some of that money should probably be going to players. But Nick Rolovich probably has had like a month where he's gone, Yeah, man, I gotta ease back on that boat fund. <laughs> We're only you know, we're only shopping at Aldi this month. That's how it's got to be. So, I'm, sa- I'm saving up for that down payment on the new house, man. If you if you looked at how much stuff cost on the North Shore, no way. That summer house ain't paying for itself. Nick's got to Nick's got to slow down. I'm I'm not going to eat spam because it's you know because it's like the Hawaii thing to do. I'm, I'm this is for the savings. This is for this is for the love of the game. Yeah. Uh, I have one other note to mention, uh, which, hey, thanks thanks, our college football. We love you. And, and sometimes you unearth quotes that I haven't seen. For instance, like I don't really go by TigerNet as often as I should. And that's where they have this quote from reigning national champion coach Dabo Swinney. That's, by the way, reigning national champion because Clemson won the national championship over Alabama, who blew a double-digit lead to seed the game to the Clemson Tigers. Blew a double-digit lead in, late in the title game. Mm-hmm. Can't an imagine unf- that. An unfamiliar phenomenon across multiple sports. Multiple. I'm not going to name any in particular. Like maybe Must a be awful. A 28-3 lead would be real bad. It wasn't <laughs> that bad. That's too, that's, too mu- that's, too, that's too many. I don't think that could happen. No, no, it's it's impossible, especially in something like the NFL with, you know, they got like a short clock and guys who can tackle. It's crazy. Um, so this is what Dabo said when asked about uh, the culture they've created at Clemson and anchored to the mighty symbol of an adult-sized slide as a symbol of how you just got to let things flow, man. Not what it is. It's just actually a big slide that they have in their giant football palace facility thing. So... Now that the Tigers have won it all, this is the quote from the article, what happens? Have, have either of you guys heard this quote? It's no, amazing. This, this it's, is the first time a, I'm hearing it. I'm excited. This is brand new material. <clears throat> you just start over. You got to fight like crap to protect your culture in every area. Man. <laughs> I just want to, you got, you've got to fight like crap to protect your culture in every area. <laughs> Now, I understand when you take the construct fight like hell, right? 
it only really works with Fight Like Hell. I know where Dabo was going with this. He's trying to reach out for a, a new right. form of emphasis and didn't want to say hell. Fight like and shit? Just, no, that doesn't work. No. <laughs> You've got to fight like shit. Okay, fight like I can ass? Fight like ass? No, that doesn't work. No, no, no. you got no, to fight, you, you, you fight like fuck. Getting I, closer. I, I think... I think fight like ass is what Clemson was doing in, in the Bowden years. Yes. <laughs> Collapsing as time went on. That that was that was Clemson. Like an ass. Over fight, the years. Fight like crap. You gotta fight you gotta fight like crap. Yeah. That's 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 a real like fired up dad but knows parents knows are watching. Can't grab a profanity. Even though that's what you want to grab here. Man, did you hear Dabo in youth group? I think I'm worried about him. You got to fight like crap. <gasps> For the love of the Lord. It's like at least nine people covering their mouth somewhere in upstate South Carolina going, Dabo said crap. Do you know what? Do you know what's especially depressing to me about this? Like, it's not that long ago that we would have said Clemson won a national title over Alabama. You're crazy. That doesn't make any damn sense. It, but it's true, and Clemson won a national title for the first time in, you know, 30-plus years. I would like to think that that is a circumstance where you could say, what happens next? And you are allowed to say, yeah, man, this is awesome. I don't know. Maybe we'll win another one. Maybe we won't. It's hard. I can tell you it's hard having lost one and won one. But, like, it's just great. Can't that just be enough? Um, But you can't. You can't do that, which... Which is really unfortunate because pick, I, I want you to just pick any team that you think is like in the m- solid middle class of college football right now. Just give uh, me any one. team in the like yeah. s- NC so, State. Okay, NC State, sure, Great. sure. Let's, let's say, stay in let's the say, textile ball. Let's say three years from now, Dave Doran wins a national championship with NC State. We're all like, oh my god, the Wolf Pack, really? That's amazing. We're all, you know. College football Twitter is probably rallying behind them because it's NC State and we're all excited. And then Dave Doran has to come out two months later and be like, yeah, we're just focused on, you know, it's a, we're 0-0 we're at this point. We just got to reload. The, you know, that's all in the past. And you, you look backwards, that's the fastest way to run into a wall. Like, I hate that shit. Why can't we just be – why can't you just, if you are a program that hasn't won a championship in a while, just be like, yep. So, yeah, yeah. What I want to see out of Clemson this upcoming season is I want to see Dabo has gained like 35 pounds, is super, super tan. Um, players just rat tail looking. Re- yeah, <laughs> players looking real lackadaisical. Nobody learned any plays. No one really cares. They just sort of keep looking at the banner. The the thing to do would be if you're if you do that, like I, I would take an example of. Oh, I'll just pick one randomly. 2007. If Rich Rod pulls that off, goes to the national title game, and runs rings around LSU, right? And we get or Ohio State. However, it matches up. And West Virginia wins a national championship. You quit, right? Yeah. That's when you, yeah, you, you're out. Absolutely leave. Just go. Because it's never, you're never like, you know what the next year is going to be like? Hell. It's going to be absolute hell. And you know who you need to ask about this? Gene Chizik. <laughs> no. Gene, Ch- Gene Chizik's out the damn game, y'all. Gene he, Chizik. He, he figured it out late, but he figured it out. 
I mean, if he'd been properly brilliant, he would have seen Cam Newton, right, at the draft and gone, yeah, boys, I think it's time to buy a boat. <laughs> he would have gone, hey, Nick Rolovich, saving and scraping for that boat. That's pretty bad, man. I'm getting one right now. Leave look, at, look at me. I got a boat dealership. That's my new career. <laughs> What'd you do? I opened a bar in Auburn. <laughs> How much money does it make? Enough to cover the mortgage? Probably make a lot because he would be a god in Auburn. That's right. Yeah, that's it. They'd be like, okay, why don't you come back, coach? Got, You're always a guy who can come back, right? I got, a deal, I got a deal with Jay Jacobs. Every six years, he schedules a home and home with Wazoo, and that keeps us going. <laughs> just, let me tell you what, man. Put, a, put that in a couple of T-bills. Maybe hit the market when it's low. Come back. Wazoo fans just roll in again. It's recession-proof. They're like the locusts. I know they'll come back. They always do. That and that and just leave. Just get that. That's what you want to do if you're if you're at a school that doesn't do this very often, right? Sure, you could you could keep working, you could. But man, if I'm like anywhere near fifty and I win a national title, hello TV, bye coaching. Get because that, then, that, because like, then if you on. do if you do that, then you can keep bumping up your TV contract because every year they're going to be like. Oh, I heard. I heard Spencer's going to take the uh, Spencer's going to take the UCLA job. Oh, I you heard. beat yeah. me! You beat me to the point, and that is so <laughs> awesome because this is why John Gruden is the most brilliant human being on earth. Because now he's always next. He's always next. Yeah, he's John, always... John Gruden's going to be ninety-four, locked in Alzheimer's, and they're going to be like, I don't know, man. I think Coach is looking. I think he's out. I, th- you know, that Vikings job. They got a roster. I think we need to bump them up too, Mel. ESPN paying him $58 million a year. Listen, we can either keep the NBA contract or John Gruden. Look, <laughs> look man. And NBA ain't going to go win a Super Bowl. They're, they're out there making a plea to cord cutters like, listen, we owe John so much money. Can y'all please just stick around a few more months? He's huddled in a wheelchair in the we, corner going, I call uh, this guy pill lady because she brings me the pills. This is awkward, but we're starting a Kickstarter for to keep John Gruden in Bristol. I don't know, man. Yeah, I know we're a monolith, but boy, he just, you know, we don't know who's calling him. It's impossible to say. Will Wait. someone please kidnap John Gruden? <laughs> you want to know how smart you want to know how smart Gruden was, man? He pre-retired. He took a job in Tampa, and then he stayed in Tampa, where you go when you retire. Like he just he and Bruce Arians, man. Bruce Arians just like got to a Super Bowl in Arizona, and he's like, man, I already set up my life here. Cool. Bye. John John he Gruden just, has not coached. Since the 2008 season. And I guarantee you, this season, there will be at least one Power 5 job where somebody says, Oh, John Gruden's... Hey, Butch, things aren't going great for Butch Jones. John Gruden's interested. That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. Breaking here on oh, Shutdown yeah. Volcast. It's always Tennessee, but then there'll, there'll be some other school. Sure. Like, I, I hear he's got a third cousin whose Ooh. kid is enrolled here. I think he like. I've heard he likes the Northeast more than he thought. Boston College, come on down. You know, he's always said there's just something about that Marshall job. Texas State. I mean, just a sleeping giant there in San Marcos. Yeah, so that's the move. We have questions. 
Actually, we don't have questions. We flipped. No, the, we have we have answers. We have answers. We flipped this to a Jeopardy format this week, which uh, I'm very proud of our readers because they immediately messed up like three out of the four first responses by me saying, "Give us your answers, and we will respond in the form of a question." And actually, including a picture of a Jeopardy question from when they had a college football category, and three out of the four first answers were just questions. There is a visual prompt. I mean, I think what we've learned is that our listeners, uh, about 90% of them have never seen Jeopardy, mm-hmm. which is fine. It's a pretty old show. It's still running, but that's fine. It's, it's the things you learn, I guess. You're just, you're just too young and cool for us. That's what we've learned. Yeah, we got we got we got to get one of them esports. We got to find a way to do one of them esports questions. We do. I, I do want to start with the first one. The answer. The answer is uh, from at Ben JGC Ben Chomsky. This seemingly simple play is low key the dirtiest in NCAA video games. Okay, little context to this. I tweeted out something about. The NCAA EA video game series. RIP. Last one was the 2014 edition. Cut in half. And terminated by the completely just lawsuit about likenesses being used by schools of athletes that didn't get compensated for it. Uh, They really should get money for it. EA wants to make the game. The NCAA sucks. That's why this hasn't happened. But a great series going like all the way back to the 90s. And this led to this like very long Twitter conversation where people were just fondly remembering all of their favorite like teams, plays, and Steve Slayton and Pat White. Easily 40% of the responses were, uh, yeah, man, Steve Slayton and Pat White in that game, man. Steve Slayton and Pat White in that game. West Virginia in like 2007. Oh, God. Which is true. They, they did wreck shop. But if your answer is this, this seemingly... Simple plays, low-key the dirtiest, in NCAA video games. I'm going to say, what is 4-vert? 4-vert, if, if you have the middle of the field open read where the receiver to the right side on the inside runs a post, if the middle of the field is open, and if not, they just carry on up the seam. Yeah, I'll, if, throw, if I'll, I'll throw 4-vert all day long out of that. If they're in cover 2 or cover 4, um, first down. If not, you're going to have to find a spot on the outside. But That's fine. You, you can do that. You know what? That's when you motion your running back over because you're running out of a 2 by 2 4 wide set. And then you use the running back either to run an angle route or send him deep too. My either favorite one. trick with that play is um, if the DBs are backed up off your guys to have your far outside receiver hot route him to a curl. So then you check for your first read becomes for that seam. And if, if not, just fire the curl. He'll catch it. It's a solid eight yards right there. I mean, it's, it's, it's basically unstoppable. Oh, that's sinister. Absolutely sinister. I will also say the backup answer or question to this is, what is the zone read with Pat White and Steve Slayton in the 2007 <laughs> West Virginia playbook? Because, uh, yeah, it didn't lose, man. It did not. And if the defensive end crashed down and you just you took the ball out with Pat White, whoo, bad things. Like horrendous things because he hit that corner fast. Absolutely beautiful. Especially if you put Noel Devine in that three-back set. Whoo! With, 
That's like cooking with grease, man. The grease fire. Burn the whole house down. Maybe take the forest with it. That's some deeply West Virginia shit. Burn down that cold, polluted hill that just goes up, burns for like 30 years. Yeah. I get excited when I talk about burn, this. So. Burn, down the, burn down the fire. I don't know. It's a lot of fire is what I'm trying to say. My, my, my personal go-to from year to year was always the fullback angle. Because mm. no, so that is nobody, a good one. Nobody covers the fullback, first of all. Um, and, and it's just an automatic four or five yards. But these big guys, he's probably not going to fumble. Um, and usually you pair that with like a tight end cross. So the tight end sort of clears everybody out with the fullback coming in behind him. Um, and then there's also the tight end running the uh, it, it, running sort of the other way, running an out. Um, so then you catch that linebacker in stress, whichever way the linebacker, that, that middle linebacker doesn't go, that's where the ball goes. Can I ask the flip question to both of you? What is the play that should have worked best in the NCAA, but always either had linebacker with the eyes in the back of his head making a pick or just receiver would fuck up the route or just like, what was the play that you were like, why won't this work? Well, for, for years, the option just did not work. And then one year, they super overpowered it. And every sim, it would be like Georgia Tech <laughs> national title. And then they, yeah. I think in 2014, they brought it back down to earth. And they got it pretty good, pretty much right. Like, you can, you can, play, you can play as Tech. You can play as Auburn. You can play ULM's playbook in NCAA 14 is my favorite stock playbook it's in bonkers. any NCAA game ever. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I'll just say the option in general. Yeah, there, there was a while where it was like, oh, this is simple math. I have one guy here and one guy there. Why is this hard? Why can't you do this? The one thing they never really got right, I never felt like they got the halfback screen right. Oh, no. No, I mean, the computer could run it against you pretty well yes. sometimes. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. But you could never run the halfback screen because guys who in college are probably like – way over blitzing right like yeah. like like not even looking and having zero discipline guys who would do that would suddenly fall back into like prescient telepathic coverage right like just oh yeah I, I saw that coming the whole time they never really got that right and or they would have cornerbacks blowing up tackles to get to the running back right or, or, the, or the third option it, it it would all fall into place and the fucking running back wouldn't turn around to catch the ball. You just hit him in the yeah. wall. Or you don't get the timing exactly right perfect, and your mm-hmm. your running back does, like, a jumping spin catch of, of the damn screen. Oh, so, like, the animation down, takes about just, four seconds. Or he just dives dives <laughs> yeah. and catches, and he's down where he caught it. Cool, two yards. Oh, also, one, one, one other note. I don't ever think they got punt returns exactly right. Like, I, I punt returns were... So very difficult to do. And I know they don't happen often, but man, they, they, they didn't happen often. Which is enough. weird because kick returns usually felt pretty right, didn't they? Yeah, kick returns were fine. Punt returns. There, were some, there, there, were, there was a year or two in there where kick returns, it was there was sort of a hack to it that made it a little too easy. Like you run toward the middle and then you immediately cut left sideline and you'd probably have like a 5% chance of scoring a touchdown, which is a bit too high, 5, yeah. 10, whatever. Um, but it seems like in video games, they just cannot make it possible to do to like block kicks or whatever because somebody will figure out exactly how to do it and do it right. every time, like right. Lawrence Taylor at Tech Mobile. 
Yeah, I think it was the 2007 edition that had my least favorite thing in the history of the series. Maybe a 2008 edition, I'm not quite sure. It was the one that had the 20-foot linebacker. Like if you had, yeah, you could not throw in the middle of the field because the linebacker was basically like, a supercharged version of weak side Derek Brooks, but he played the entire middle yeah, of the field. Yeah, it was field. like if Derek Brooks and Dulcim had a baby. Yeah. Just just like, yeah, you could throw, <laughs> you could make the read completely right, and the guy so in the would, would sink back and absolutely mob, like, for a pick. It wasn't Damn like he was it, just y- y- it up. fired again! Yeah. That was, I can't remember exactly what year that was, but wor- the worst glitch in the history of the game was the 18th. Nah, that was like, that was like every year until 14 that and the Willie Mays defensive back the the you, you throw the bomb and the cornerback runs the route like it was thrown to him catches it yeah. over the shoulder with your receiver just sort of flailing yeah those but, two yeah. very that, cheap interception methods sort of made said, up for like here's the thing that one I've seen that in college football <laughs> like that I've, one that one felt like bullshit but and happened too often but it it had it was based in reality. Jason, you have a question? Yeah, let's see here. I'm sorry. Do you have an answer? Let me let me hit you with an answer. Um, from Flex Chapman on Twitter, this beloved vacation destination is actually trash. We have discussed Gatlinburg on this program and this program's predecessor. I think our opinion on. Gatlinburg being trash is well known. It's public record at this point. Um, I gotta go for basically anywhere in Florida on the Atlantic coast. It's mm, smelly, strong. Um, it's too crowded. Uh, it's it's like the awful side that's somehow also more popular, which makes it even more awful. Um, the Gulf side is good. Just do the Gulf side. Never never do the ocean side. This Brian, do you have an opinion? Yeah, this is easy. Um, it's a city where I live, New York. I don't. I I can understand if you come here for a very narrow reason, like you have a kid who loves musical theater. Great, you should come here. That makes sense. Or you love modern art and you want to go to one of the modern art museums. Yeah, sure, makes total sense. Or you are, you know, like there there are specific reasons why I could see why you would come to New York City. But the idea that you just come here because it's New York and therefore that is somehow good, I don't I don't see it. I really it 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 is sort of like, hey, what if you took like all the worst parts of Europe and made them a little bit dirtier, but also you were much more likely to get hit by a car and die because all the cars are bigger. What if you go to New York City for the barbecue? I mean, if you're a Texan, yeah, I get it. You know, you don't. What what options do right. you have? You have to get on that plane. You have to. You know what sucked about? I mean, I'm not even going to talk in depth about that. But what sucked is that the restaurant featured in the tweet that shall not be named is really dope. It's a really fucking good restaurant. It is excellent barbecue. And I think Andy Staples actually was like, yeah, you know, don't just judge food based on where it is. That said, I don't think New York is going to be the capital of barbecue anytime soon. And here's the worst part. Um, how much are you willing to pay for, like, a good barbecue dinner for four people? Either Both of you, I want you to answer this question. 
Um, I just did it. Um, okay. I would probably, like, in Atlanta, if I'm paying yeah. for a barbecue dinner for four, right? You're going, to, you're all... going to, what, Fox Brothers or Heirloom or one of those? Sure, man. I mean, yeah. and you know, we're probably going to tune it up to, like, 50 or 60 bucks. Total. Yeah, Total. you're, you're, you're going to expect, like, 80 tops, probably. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're at least breaking into $100 to do the same thing here. Yeah. So, which, is, which is the bad part is that even when New York mm. is good at things, it's like, yeah, but you could have the good version of that for at least a third cheaper. So, yay. Come to please. Don't uh, come. I'm going to please don't come here. Please don't come here. I'm going to select. We were in New York just days ago and it was OK. It was OK. You eat you eat things encased in bread. That's my favorite thing. They're like, man, New York is an amazing cosmopolitan place. Here's a sandwich. You're just mad you're too sick to go to Pac Pac. I ain't listening to you. The food is incredible. Yeah, because Pac Pac was fucking good. Yeah, it's in Portland too, right? Yeah, like, you should that, you should go a, to that one. No lie, you should go to the. I mean, Pac Pac New York. If you're, if you're in New York, great, go to that one. If you're if it's a toss up, go to Portland. Why wouldn't you go to Portland instead? Oh, if you if you find yourself in New York, leave and go to Portland. If it's an option, yeah, yeah. yeah like if. Here's the thing. If you are fly, let's say next time you're flying to New York and they're like, uh, this flight is oversold and we're looking for volunteers who will jump on uh, the next flight. We'll give you 300 airline bucks and, uh, you know, a coupon you can use at Burger King. Volunteer and then say, hey, sure, no problem. Also, I need this flight. I need to be on a flight that goes to Portland instead of New York. Please. <laughs> What would, I, ha- what would happen what you if you do did is that? You hijack <laughs> that plane and take it to Portland. Okay, I don't recommend you do that. I don't. No, that's no, no. I, hijackers don't really have I a high. Su- you. They don't have a high success rate in terms of the Pacific Northwest. Do not try to parachute out of. Uh, Spencer, what is what is your uh, beloved vacation destination that is actually bad? I don't know if anyone actually goes on vacation here. I just hear people mention it. And I know that Russians go there a lot, and British people go there a lot. It always mystified me. Miami. I know it's kind of part of Jason's answer, but I want to make it specific. Because <laughs> I know why I would go to Miami, and that's to, like, I don't know, it's just, it, like, go to some place that's, like, kind of sketchy and where you, like, get drunk. That's, you know, maybe if you're in college, you go there to find drugs. There's really not a lot to do in Miami. Like, you can go... You, st- you can't go fishing. You can go clubbing. You don't want to go clubbing in Miami. Do you know what it is? It's like the worst people on earth. They're all very attractive. That's why they're the worst people on earth. They don't have to be good, right? They have money, and they're very attractive, and they have no taste. That's, that's Miami. And I, I don't want to go out. That's right. I'd like never, to have something you, to do. You never hear about incidents at the club in Bloomington, do you? Yeah. No, no, no. Those are fine people who want all want to get along with each other because they're not good enough. They're not good looking enough or superficially good looking enough to be rude, right? But Miami, no, man. Like, you can go hang out there, but like for a vacation, what are you going to take a kid to do in Miami at all? Um, uh, you mm. can go to the beach and look for DJ Khaled. Yeah. He needs help. He needs help at wrangling at all times. You can go to the smoldering beach, the 9,000 degree beach there, right? where you're going to have to park, haul everyone out, and then take them to your hotel, which is in all likelihood not on Miami Beach. It's not. After you do that, I don't go to, like, I, I don't know what you do in Miami. 
other you than just to, like you can go to a Marlins game. <laughs> you could go see you could go see the world's most amazing scoreboard. So yeah, I don't really you understand. Could, you could you could go play for the Marlins. That you, you could, could do. yeah. You could yeah, buy no, them. You could go buy the Marlins. You could go build a Marlin stadium. That's a complete possibility. Or you could go enjoy a fine Miami Hurricanes game with dozens of your friends. Tickets still available. Tickets still available. It's a cheap. It's a, it's a great family event, right? So I was wrong. There, I proved myself wrong. Go see a Canes game. <laughs> Russians. You said Russians <laughs> of Miami. Now they do, man. Every Canes game, just full of Russians. <laughs> Dude, you're just pumping house music. <laughs> <laughs> All right, these, um, guys, these guys are awesome. This is why Luther Campbell is complaining about the music at Miami games. <laughs> It's all it's all tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, this question is from Predicate Deriver at Gimme Grits on Twitter. This team will go two and ten when everyone expects eight and four. That is a real steep fall. Like if you want, here are the teams who went two and ten last year: Virginia, Kansas, Rutgers, UMass, Buffalo, and Texas State. I don't think we believed any of those teams would go. Eight and four, did we? I mean, I know we said a lot of dumb things in last year's preview. No, I'm going to guess Texas State was the closest at like four and eight. But but if you bump it up to three and nine, you do get one school that I think eight and four would have been a perfectly reasonable. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Michigan State. Let's, let's get this out of the way now. Notre Dame went four and eight. Michigan State went three and nine. And the only reason that Notre Dame has to swallow that shit sandwich for the rest of the offseason is because one of Michigan State's three was against Notre Dame. So it ended whatever argument could have happened there. Um, mm. So if you're looking ahead to next season and saying who is going I, to I play have, the Michigan State, who, who, are, who are you going with? Who are you going with? Who, <laughs> who is North Carolina? Yeah, I was just going to say this. I swear to God I was going to say the same team. Wow. I have a couple I have a couple of other suggestions because they I mean the, yes the, the obvious pick is oh you're losing a good quarterback and some skilled players North Carolina and you're an offense dependent team. Good luck. And your defensive coordinator just retired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just just gave up like yeah man later he did what he was supposed to do after one done all I can. Yeah. I can't watch this anymore. Yeah, that's 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 one team that yeah, for sure. I totally think that they could go from being an eight and four, eight and five, to to being uh, being like a I don't know a two win team, but like but like a three AC- win team. ACC's on the come up. It is hard right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, every team in that conference is is tough or close to tough, other than say Virginia. Um, and like, it's not like UNC has some sort of talent advantage, um, you know, over like the. Uh, above average ACC team. So, yeah. Heels, you're fucked. You heard it here first. Um, I like that. Uh, UCLA feels like a good pick for this, except they went 4-8 and eight last year. Another team that just crashed and burned already. <laughs> Let it ride, Ryan. 4-8 with, again. Without any... <laughs> so... All right. No, that's a fair pick because no, Josh no, no. Rosen coming back, yeah. we'll say, okay, they'll, you know, they'll turn this around. I'll, I'll, Can I give you... Can, can I give uh, you my four? Oh, wait, oh, you have you have the reverse. Yeah, I want to. I want to play the reverse. 
Okay, go ahead. This this team could go from four and eight to eight and four, and my answer would be, what is Syracuse? Ooh, you're liking it. I oh, you're like I don't I don't hate it. I do I do want to see who they play in 2017. Um, oh, it's not it's not pretty. <laughs> it's not it's not bad. It's not bad though. I mean, they they have to play a road game at LSU, and yeah, they're probably going to lose that game, which is fine. But other than that, they play. They play MTSU. They play Central Michigan. They have an FCS game on here. Um, they got to go to Florida State and the. Well, all right, yeah. Uh, if they go, yeah, to, put if, me if down for that. Put put me down for Oregon there. You, you think, yeah. You think Oregon's? You think Oregon's doing the full flip four eight to eight four? Yeah, I'll take the easy one. Okay. They return um, a ton and um, coaching upgrades on both sides of the ball. I'd say. Yeah. Agreed. I, I think that's that's. That's an extremely that's plausible, right? Oh, you know another plausible? How about how about Notre Dame? Yeah, no, <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not yeah, wrong. Uh, based on based on Bill's numbers last year, Notre Dame played like an eight and fourteen. Yeah, <laughs> played did. like an eight and fourteen already. <laughs> like I, I remember, uh, we looked this up. Of their eight losses, seven were by a single score. Yeah. Now, now I will so, say, so like, if if you ha- if I had to pick one team that went eight and four last year. That's gonna go two and ten this year. That team is LSU. <laughs> not because I. That's not personal. That's not like that. That that really isn't me. Like just being hateful, but the thought of like, you know, oh, Ed Orgeron couldn't beat Florida, so he didn't get the job. Yes, he does. Coacho in the building. Oh, we gotta we gotta run him out, and we gotta get him. And then two and ten. I mean. Because if LSU does go two and ten, you know what one of those losses is going to be—that Syracuse game. Yeah. Woo. But by the way, that that's a mean that's a that's a mean matchup. I mean Syracuse—they'll make you tired. Here's one I don't, that I don't be, know what else they'll do, but they'll they'll make you tired. A really funny one would be um, Minnesota going from nine and four to two and ten <laughs> the first year under PJ Fleck, <laughs> which they could man man that's PJ Fleck and. And I, I think also Willie Tagger are those guys who year one is is for the paving. Yeah, right. Who knows, like, who knows oh, that's what, a nice house you got there. Don't read. Don't read a lot into it. This is demo. You watch. You watch Fixer Upper. This is demo. Day. <laughs> this, is, this is this is beta footage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is you'll see. This is um, this is just a tester, there's right? A of, this doesn't lead to work. What's going to happen here? Don't worry about Still it. Still reticulating the splines. This, this is not a playable yeah. demo. No. Yeah, you don't year one. Just, just, just write it off, man. Write it off. Look for the positives, because, because you're gonna have to. Because there's a lot of learning how to do. There, there, there are those coaches who are like, we're going to teach you how to do everything over again, right? Everything. PJ standing in the snow, like I am so fired up about this program and the direction we're headed. I realize we're 0 and 7 right now, and that might sound a little ridiculous, but every day I see these young men coming in ready to fight, and we are just so fucking fired up right now. <laughs> you do. A- Great PJ man, that's good. Jason's the only good part of this podcast. We've said He'll that be naked. private. We've said that privately, and I hope we've said it publicly too. He'll be naked too. I'm I'm out here being naked, representing <laughs> our, our all of our shortcomings. Oh, oh man, let me tell you this: if PJ Flack can get Minnesota to let's just say one Big Ten title game, he doesn't even have to win it. He needs to do the John Gruden thing: go to TV, hang out, and just let that. Oh my God. 
He's so young and healthy, he could do TV for like 70 years. Right. Yeah. And as we know, TV, the business that is in no way broken. Will definitely be around for 70 years, yeah. Yep. Especially cable. Especially cable. Especially ESPN. Yes. The the thing PG should do is I want him to have some kind of... You know, the CIA had this thing where you could take a C-130 and it had this large catch kind of frame on the front with a dangling like... It, basically, it had like an immense claw on the front and what it would do is it would go over to an extraction point where there was a contact waiting, right? And the person who needed to be extracted had an enormous, like, balloon. Like in Batman. Like, sure. The CIA actually did this where they had an extraction team that would take somebody, pick somebody up like this and gradually reel them in, right? That's exactly how PGF Flex should leave Minnesota if he gets into 10 wins. Like, 10 wins and a spot in the Big Ten championship game. Win or lose, he should just step out on the street in Indianapolis. <laughs> Goodbye, row the boat. Row yeah, the but yeah, he does the same thing via boat. Like dives into an ocean and then like <laughs> the big tugboat just whisks him away. Yep. But at tugboat speed, so it's like a real slow whisking. Captaining yep. it, Rex Ryan. <laughs> Later, suckers. <laughs> Actually, it'd be it'd be Rob Ryan. Come on. <laughs> Taste my ass, losers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was called the Fulton Surface to Air Recovery System, by the way, and it was spectacular. Um, that's totally how PGFX leaving the job if he gets in the 10 wins. Like, he shouldn't even attend the press conference. I just feel like, <laughs> yeah. Bye, guys. Been nice. I have another question. Okay. It's a very short one. Okay. Another answer. This is from our good friend, Dr. Norris Camacho, a.k.a. Rush Roberts, at Good Bull Hunting, our Texas A&M site. This Big 12 coach built an elaborate Lego diorama of the fight scene in Roadhouse. Typically, we don't really indulge too many coach questions because, man, I don't know, you guys ask a lot of them. But, but, this just feels at heart to me like a Gary Patterson. This is totally Gary Patterson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is, well, but, probably... but but who is he? Who does Gary Patterson relate to in in Roadhouse? Dalton. Is it, is it Dalton? No, oh my hundred... god! And he had a quarterback named Dalton. Holy shit! It's all coming together. Wow, levels levels. Why do you think so, you're he's like? Normally, I don't trust redheads at quarterback, but this guy's named Dalton. <laughs> I think for most people, when they read this, they think Mike Gundy. Yeah. You see the hair, that's, that's all a that. Hair. But yeah, right. I don't think he's got time for that shit. I think Gary is nerdy enough to do this. Right. He's nerdy and like like he's, you know, sort of like he's nerdy and he doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's like, you know, I think Gary will kick off routine, right? And he's like, no, man, I'm going to play guitar for like 45 minutes. Gary has definitely watched a YouTube tutorial on how to rip out another person's throat. <laughs> <laughs> and practiced on a watermelon or a turkey, right? <laughs> Just calling somebody at like one thirty in the morning. Hey, you know you can practice on a turkey, right? <laughs> a live turkey. <laughs> no. So we can, we can rule out Bill Snyder, too old. Uh, David Beatty, too young. Um, <laughs> Holgo, because he probably drank through the movie and doesn't remember any of it. Um, yeah, Matt Cam- Matt Campbell. I would say he's uh, too busy. Way too young. Way too young. Right. Just like 
Yeah, like Bob Bob Stoops is having no fun. I don't see that Bob Stoops is the kind of person who would ever admit to mirth. Right, not to not to the press at least. Hey, hey, I made a I made a Lego sculpture of my butt and mailed it to Nick Saban. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny, Mike? That's so funny. Bob Bob Stoops watches Roadhouse and he's like, "Oh, monster trucks get terrible gas mileage. You know that, right?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Bob, Bob's watching. He's like, "Look at this asshole! He's driving down the middle of the road. He's not even looking where he's going. Singing some song, shaboom, just silly." That's like something they do in the SEC. That's like the SEC driving down the middle of the road, singing "Life Would Be a Dream" till they so hit us. Which character tackles Baker Mayfield through a damn wall? Ooh. Is that Sam Elliott? Yes. Because he yeah, already yeah. has kind of a cop look to him. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, that that looked painful. It looked very painful. If you did not hey, see, hey, Baker hey. Mayfield get pain taken don't down. hurt. Pain don't hurt. That <laughs> was that was the rare one where the actual video I think topped the rumored video that was on Twitter. Like the when the arrest news first came out, there was this. Oh, oh is this the Baker Mayfield footage? Might be kind of thing going on, and it was like basically a dude getting suplexed. This looked even worse. He was getting form tackled into a damn wall. But that and uh, that and when it happens, right in that video, I, I you just like get kind of an idea of exactly how painful it must be to play college football as a quarterback because. He recovers pretty well from that, <laughs> right? Listen, listen. All all that told me he's ready for the arena league. <laughs> Rodeo tackling, man. If Bud was on here, he would tell you, "Yeah, he is." <laughs> <laughs> Just to take a look at that form. <laughs> it's Just terrible. <laughs> Big Twelve, basically arena league already. It's, it's the worst. It's the worst conference. My favorite butt thing about the Big Twelve. You can, you can be you can be in your kitchen and you can whisper the word Big Twelve and his head will appear his head will appear from a cabinet like the door will fly open. Like Jambi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's also, right. if somebody wants to send us a Photoshop of Bud as Jambi on Pee-wee's Playhouse, I will thank you very much. Like a like a high, like a hiney ho, the Big Twelve's the worst team, you know. Um yeah, I have one other question. It's not even a question. Somebody just sent me a, or an answer. It's just the picture of Jim McElwain with his new goatee. Jim McElwain, Georgia, <laughs> Florida. Somebody just, in response to, give me an answer and I'll give you a question. The answer that he sent me is Jim McElwain with, what I got to say is a really, everything about this goatee is wrong. This goatee has problems. So let's it's, let's ta- uh, let let me throw out a generalization here, and I want to see if either of you agree with that. When you are over a certain age, and I'm going to say like 27 or so, if you decide, hey, I don't have X facial hair, and I'm going to try X facial hair, it's because some some stuff in your life stuff in your life is not ideal. Something is wrong, and you're using facial hair as a way to like literally change the person that you are. At that moment in time, yeah. Either you're on, dis- you're in disguise, you're hiding, um, you're hiding from the law. I think I would put it like you, if you haven't unlocked that facial hair by age uh, 25, 27, 30, somewhere in that range, 
it's not in your toolkit. And if you try to put it on, people are going to realize it's it's an aftermarket. You know, you you ha- you have to actually level up and earn it by having a you know a terrible version as a teenager, and then you have a pretty awesome version later on. If you start with the terrible version when you're already old, nah, that ain't gonna be a fit. I mean, I feel like I'm speaking directly to Spencer's soul here, and I feel bad about that. But I have, I have, I have many thoughts on <laughs> facial hair development. All right, and that you really should—it's a commitment, correct? Now, yeah, this is again. Yes. You have demonstrated the, that for sure. See, Spencer's tried everything at this point, though. So I along, have. That, along that way, he's found several fits, and I'm very fortunate in that most of them look okay. Like my face holds facial hair pretty well, mostly because it's covering something up. And that's great. Like the more of this gets covered up, the happier I am. And the mustache, I will tell you this. The mustache, it's the it's the starter kit. Okay? Because pretty much everybody can at least grow a semblance of a mustache. The goatee, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. got issues with the goatee. Okay. Because the goatee, the goatee is just like it's it's 1992 edgy, right? And it gradually graduated into some kind of like respectability that I don't think it necessarily can carry. And if you can grow it, right? Then maybe you should just grow a beard. Why would you grow a goatee if you could grow a beard? You got to shave with a goatee. It's one of the dumbest forms of facial hair because the whole point of having facial hair is not shaving. Correct? I mean, I think if you have if you're a white guy with a goatee and you're not a strength coach, you need to reassess. Dude, if you're a white guy and you're a strength coach with a goatee, I'm still going to make fun of you. Oh, man. Strength coaches can pull off the goatee. I think the goatees look fine on everybody on, on everybody with some actual skin tone to them. It's just white guys with goatees. It looks ridiculous. If you don't have just a really large square head and, and me, no neck. No way, just... man. That's, the, that's the, the, like, the goatee is the color me bad of facial hairs. Okay? It's, it's just it doesn't work. I don't think it works on... I don't think it works on anyone. It works on Stone Cold Steve Austin. Let wow. me. I mean, it wow. works. Wow. Let yeah. me let me hopefully solve this here. You do you both like Under Siege, the film? <laughs> Buddy, like 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 doesn't cover my emotions. Okay. You know what Steven Seagal doesn't have in that that he does now? A fucking goatee. Oh, that's yeah. right. No way, man. The goatees. The goatees a sign that you are in decline. What That's what I re- what I really like is that if you Google Steven Seagal goatee, the fourth result for me <clears throat> is an Uproxx article entitled "A History of Steven Seagal's Body Transfer Transformation from Thin to Fat." <laughs> that sounds like a good post. <laughs> wow! You That's know who's good, still? That's a good blog. I mean, we don't excuse people for this, and we really should. We we really shouldn't excuse them for this. Like. You know who's got a goatee? Like late period drunk horrible Johnny Depp. That that's yeah. who's got a goatee. Yeah. You know who's got a go you know who's got a goatee? Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay? Cuz in his head, I guarantee you, it's still 1997. That's- also, all of the Golden State Warriors. All of the Golden State Warriors. You can't you don't want that. You don't want to root that. You can't support that as a human. You really can't. You know who else has a goatee? Remember when he wants to be evil, like the lamest but like most malevolent villain in t- TV history, that's right. The man without taste, Walter White. Walter White's like, I'm evil, I'll grow goatee. <laughs> right? That's a common move, though. Like, I feel like there's a lot of movies where the evil version of the character just sprouts, sprouts a black square around his mouth. 
I can name one man who looks good with a goatee besides Stone Cold Steve Austin. One. Just one. Will Smith. Mm. No. <laughs> Will Smith should always have the kind of corny mustache. Nah, forever. Try to imagine Will Smith totally clean shaven. You can't do it. You can't no, do I it. Can't. You can't. No. Yep. Mm. No, there was like one. He did it though. He did it. It was a space movie or something. Yeah, it was yep. probably terrible. It's probably. I think it was the one that nobody saw, and it kind of bombed his career. All right. So. Sorry. Who, who who looks good with a goatee? Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges, Jeff Bridges is the answer. Yes. And Idris Elba, but that doesn't count. Idris, please. Idris Elba doesn't count. Not for beauty standards. And you're like, you know what Idris Elba looks good in? Everything. <laughs> yeah. I hate his pretty face so much. Imagine, imagine us critiquing Idris Elba. <laughs> <laughs> or Jeff Bridges, hell. He's got, he's, got, he's got pointy knees. Or Jeff Bridges. I would just go around talking like Jeff Bridges characters in westerns all the time. Man, I just everywhere. Found, I just found a picture of Adam Sandler with a goatee. <laughs> <laughs> That's the picture we're using for the post. Damn it! When we post this, you save that picture so we can get Adam Sandler with a goatee and some gigantic pants. All right, I'll, and we, we can point we'll to it that. and go, "Nostalgia sucks." We'll do Don't that. ever believe that the past is good. We'll do that, but you have to promise me that we're not going to explain it anywhere in the post or the title of the post itself. Until nope. the 67th minute <laughs> podcast. This, this is our Donald Trump's tax return. Boom. There it is. Told you we'd work our way to it. Jim McElwain's fired. He grew a goatee. <laughs>